Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. Quick programming note, in a few weeks, we're going to do a Q&A podcast with the lead pastor of The Ridge, Mark White. You can find a link to ask a question. Now, that can be about faith, leadership, family, or really anything in our show notes. Now, for today's episode, I'm really excited to share a conversation that I got to have with Darcy and Cody. They've been married for six years. They have two young kids that you might hear at some point in the conversation. And I just love the insights and perspective that they have to share, just the things that have been helpful in their marriage and what they've learned, how they've grown. They share what they wish they knew going into marriage, how they've had to learn and grow, and what's it, what it's like when kids enter the picture, and more. This is my conversation with Darcy and Cody. Hi, Darcy and Cody. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, John. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, would you would you guys mind just having a little bit of an intro? Like, could you share a little bit about yourself? What is your What does your guys' family look like? Yeah, we're currently a family of four. It's myself, uh, my wife Darcy, and then we have a two and a half year old who is just coming down the stairs, even though it's late at night and past her bedtime. And uh, <laughs> this yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the perfect content for this. So she is supposed to be in bed, but Mm -hmm. that's one of our daughters. And then we have another little girl who's six months old and she is sleeping soundly. (laughs) Nice. As soon as they can walk, right? That's when all bets are off. Is that the the rule or? Once the crib is gone, really, I think that's the adventurous phase. So. Well, we we can get back to the kiddos in a second. I'm curious. Would you guys would you take uh, us back to the very beginning of your guys' relationship? How did you two meet? Yes. Okay. We actually met in a math class. We were both like early all great love first. stories, right? <laughs> yeah, we both love math. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we met in a math class. This was way early in our freshman year. Actually, I think before it officially started. We were in a math class together and then it lasted throughout the first semester. Um, and I think the second it didn't, but we became like, we were acquaintances. We knew mm-hmm. of each other basically because of this math class, like Cody played football in college. Um, and I was just heavily involved in a lot of random things and our cross or our paths, excuse me, cross eventually um, once we became a little bit more involved in a campus uh, ministry organization, both of us um, came to know Jesus um, in early college. And so once we got a little bit more involved in that campus organization, we got to know each other even more. We were still acquaintances, definitely, but saw each other more often. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it, it, like dating, how that came about was really interesting there's just a lot of things in our past dating lives that we kind of like led up to when we when Cody showed interest in me at right that's how it went you showed interest in me first yeah that's how it was okay yes um, I was actually <laughs> like <laughs> I was taken aback and I was like oh, this guy likes me like what the heck I always thought he was 
cute, um, but didn't really know that he yeah, was interested. And so he um, asked me out and then I was just kind of, I said, no, actually I was in like a little phase in a fast I would consider of just like not interested in dating at the time. And he waited, he was very patient. And then once it, it, like we were, um, we were seeking wisdom from other people in our lives and we kind of realized like, Hey, we actually really like each other. That's when we were like, okay, I think that's when I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to actually start dating you. And so I think we only dated for what, seven months, I think officially dated for seven months. And that was our senior year of college. And so we both graduated and decided to actually be overseas missionaries after we graduated from college. Um, and both of us ended up on the same team and went to the same country in East Asia. And it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Um, but going back to that, we actually got engaged before we left for East Asia. So we were dating for seven months and then engaged overseas for 13 months. Um, and as soon as we got back, yeah, so were you, it was were you, were you planning a wedding during this time or were you like, we'll just, we'll, we'll plan it all when we get back? Nope. We planned a wedding with the 12 hour difference talking to like a florist and like a venue person. And yes, <laughs> well, all that was happening. Would, would not recommend that, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I, I thank my mom for all the help that she did when she was here. Um, but yeah, and then we um, got married two months after we got back. And so it was it was lovely. And that was just a whole whole whirlwind of kind of our dating and engagement season. Um, and then you can talk a little bit about our, our early marriage. Well, I'm curious first, Cody, is there anything that that Darcy left out about the the dating process? Or is that all uh, <laughs> is that all pretty, pretty solid? Yeah, it was. I mean, she did a great job. I would say I knew of Darcy in college and we met when we were still like very much seeking our faith. Uh, and we weren't really interested in each other. We knew each other, like I said, and we kind of hung out, our, hung out around the same people. Um, but really when we were in this campus ministry, we, we saw each other more and I just really enjoyed seeing her, especially as we were juniors and seniors, take a role that she just cared about other women and especially like underclassmen and they would come to her and just how much respect they had for her in that, like the roles that she led in, in the organization. And it was something that was really attractive for me as a, as a guy who was just new to my faith as well. And mm -hmm. it was something that I was like, oh, she's a leader. And um, yeah, that really brought me to Darcy. Early dating was interesting because like she said, she was kind of on a, on a fast from dating. She really had, an interesting uh, relationships in the past and she just wanted to take a break. And I, on the other hand, didn't date at all through college. I had interesting relationships in high school that I didn't really enjoy. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need to date. I'll be fine. Like I need to figure myself out for yeah. four years. <laughs> but then right when I uh, it was like, no, you can't. And so I just was like, you know what? I've waited for three years and you're someone that I would love to pursue. If it takes you time, like that's totally fine. I'll wait until you're ready. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty great once we both realized that okay, let's actually date and see what this looks like. So, so as you guys were dating and you're hanging out at this this campus ministry, and obviously at some point you're planning on going on this mission trip. Uh, how involved were like faith conversations in what you guys would talk about? Was that like an important factor that was like 
a thing that was important for you guys to discuss or what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. It, that was the number one thing I think also attracted me to Cody was that he, he was somebody who knew Jesus and wanted to continue to pursue him alongside me and ultimately like Jesus first. And it was just such a cool thing for me to see that as, um, just somebody who like, yeah, maybe my previous relationships weren't, didn't necessarily look like that. And so to have Cody who was interested in Jesus and me, I was like, this was cool. Um, and one who I just adored. <laughs> um, so yeah, faith conversations constant. Yeah. We, we would talk about and still talk about Jesus all the time. Yeah. It was just, especially at that season of our life where yeah. we're newer in our faith. And there's something that we really felt like we either were, yeah, it was, it was a thing that was going to be part of our life or it wasn't. And we decided in college that this was going to be a big part of our life. And we wanted, we weren't going to be on the fence about our faith anymore. We wanted to figure mm-hmm. out what faith looked like, what a relationship with Jesus looked like. And we were both like fully on board. We, our hearts for missions were because of this organization, like knowing that there are people in different countries that don't have the opportunity to hear about Jesus was a big part of our heart. And Mm. so we talked about that all the time and Mm. we wanted to be kind of on the same page with our faith, especially if we went on a mission trip and decided to be like full-time missionaries or something like that. That was a big part of our talk. And I would say there was also a little conflict in that because Darcy was very passionate about being a full-time missionary and I wasn't sure about it. And so there was a plenty of talks about faith and <laughs> like what like in the future. And even when we were dating, it's like, should we be dating? Because like maybe we're pulled in different directions and mm-hmm. like the Lord is having us go separate ways. And so that was something we had to struggle through as well, I guess, in, a, in, in one way or another. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. As you guys are having these faith conversations, like, what did the dynamic of that look like? Was that like, hey, here are my like 10 theological principles? Or was it like, you know, was it more, I don't know, down to earth than that, I guess, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, I would say more, more down to earth, I guess. <laughs> it was more, we both had, we both had like, um, uh, man, I guess we both learned about, learned more about our faith when we were in, in college and through the yeah. same organization. So we had a good foundation and we were in like Bible studies in college and things mm-hmm. that were associated with the same group. And so yeah. um, we, we felt like we were on the pretty, pretty much on the same page at the same level, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was more down to conversations about like future stuff. Like we were, when we started dating, we were seniors in college and it was like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah, we're going to go on this mission trip. And we ended up being on the same team um, for that year. But then what after that, like, does God have us going in the same place? Like where are our hearts? Um, and yeah, where is he leading us? I guess was a, a struggle because yeah. we saw both choices that right. both of us kind of had uh, laid out in front of us and we're like, they're both good. So should we even do it together or are we supposed to be all different directions? Yes. Or can we find a compromise? Or can we which, work it out, which <laughs> is what ended up happening. Sorry to spoil the, the story, yeah. but we did get married. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you both like seeking wisdom from other people was an important factor of early on in your relationship, I'm sure, I'm sure that led into, you know, you're, you're going to get married, right? So before you guys got married, 
I'm sure you sought wisdom. I'm sure people gave you wisdom, whether you sought it or not, because that's what happens during that process. Uh, what what was some of the advice that you guys got? And I mean, you can share if it was good advice. You can share if it was terrible advice. Uh, we don't have to throw anybody under the bus here, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think um, actually, yes, I think one of the um, things that we were just kind of talking about, John, is how like it's, it was important for us to have that same thought process and those same values. And that was um, a piece of advice that I was given um, when I was processing, you know, basically should I be dating Cody um, is, well, do you have these similar values? Like, you know, one of the things that I like to say that I did also get from somebody else as well is like, you're never basically like, you're never going to find that perfect person. And it might sound well, like, duh, you're not. But in that seeking process, I was expecting, you know, almost like, you know, this, 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 I want this man to have all of these qualities and characteristics. And of course, Cody fits a lot of those, but he's not perfect and I'm not either. And so finding that person that will like basically run the run towards Jesus and that same, you know, path as you at the same pace, like that's the person, you know, that you kind of like line up with and is like, I want to do this for the rest of my life with you is just run towards Jesus. Um, and so I think that was really, really important for us to have those same thoughts and values. Hmm. How do you discover those things? Like, is that, was that a, like we mentioned earlier, was that just conversations about faith in general? Was that just like being very clear and saying, Hey, look, Cody, this is, this is where I'm going. Where are you headed? Was what what did that look like? Yeah, I think it was in conversation, absolutely, like talking to him, but also like getting to know the people that he knew. Um, mm. I think that was important to know his friends and the community that he was involved in. And because a big part of that community that I was also involved in knew Cody, that really helped um, for me to see, like, you know, are his words also being put into action? And that was that was really helpful, I think, at the time. And now also we were in, in college in a campus ministry. And so that is like a very small part of yeah. the giant world. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it still was really helpful um, in the process of like, this is somebody that I see myself with for the rest of my life. Who does he know? And, you know, what do they say about him? And everybody always still to this day speaks very highly of Cody. And I know I made the right choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say similarly. uh, It wasn't just I I got I had the opportunity to see Darcy in these roles, I guess, and see like where she filled her time. Like she was meeting with other women at on our campus. And obviously be just being on campus is a very unique experience um, where you have a little bit of flexibility and you're able to explore a lot of things, um, yeah. including faith. And so uh, Darcy just took that time to just really pour into other women, meet with them, talk about how they're, how they're doing in their walk with the Lord and um, yeah, just challenging other women and, like I said earlier, that was really something that was attractive to me. I was like, wow, she's, she's a leader and people really respect her. And I got to see what other people said about her, but also like how, what she did with her time and uh, the actions that um, she made as well. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Wow. What a power couple. What a power couple. Okay. So you guys are, you guys are married. Uh, you, how, you guys have been married for six years. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Going on 
Six weeks next yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so you now can write a letter. Or I don't know. You can shoot a text. Whatever it is, whatever your favorite conversation tactic is to yourself right before you get married. What advice do you give yourself? Like right now, going back to like before I got married to Cody. Like, like you are. You are like you. Like it's like I don't know a week before the wedding or whatever, and you're like you're trying to best prepare you for married life what advice do you give oh man so it's it's an interesting question because with my wife it's probably going to be very different than other people's um <laughs> so <laughs> you're gonna have to unpack that one for us <laughs> to marry darcy is uh is different than many other people and she'd probably say the same with me and i think everyone has these individual characteristics um that you have to learn uh And I think that's actually part of the process is understanding that you are, you are a broken individual who has a lot of weird things that you just feel are totally normal. (laughs) And that other person is a broken individual who has a whole bunch of odd things that they feel like are totally normal. Yeah. Think up with those things and even their, their household dynamics, like Mm -hmm. how your parents did things you just take as like, that's how everybody does things. Right. Yeah. And you, you learn small tidbits. how that's not true when you're your first roommate, right? Like when yeah. you live with like a friend or whatever. And then all of a sudden when you're married, it's like this, a very similar thing where you're like, wow, what you, you don't do this this way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We got to talk about this, you know? And so some of those things, I think for us, what was how before, I don't know if this ties in with the question, but something that helped us with before was pre-marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. So we had s- sat with uh, an, a couple who was a uh, life stage ahead of us, if you will. And they had some kids and they got married and they were also believers. And it was something that was really impactful for us to talk about a lot of weird things that we were like, that's, that's a goofy question. Like, why would you even ask that? But yeah. they were really helpful questions, right? Um, and things that we still think about today, we're like, wow, we're really glad that we did that with someone at the next stage than us. Um, and that, that was super helpful. Just realizing that we come from different families and we're trying to meld into our own, like, what does our family look like now? Uh, and so yeah, doing things like pre-marriage counseling was helpful. Um, a week before, hmm, that might, <laughs> I, <think that's- laughs> okay, I have to ask now, what was the goofiest question? What was, what was an example of a goofy question you guys got asked? I mean, like back in the day when it was like, who would help, who would help do the dishes? It's like, well, of course we both, you know, make messes. So of course we would both clean up. <laughs> and then like <laughs> years later, we're like, oh, wow, this is still a conversation that we're having. You know? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay. So to touch on what you're saying, Cody, if you, so you know that there's, you, you're just, you discover that there's these odd things about each other that maybe you're like, huh. Maybe that's irritating. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But like, how have you guys learned to like have conversations about those things and work through those things? Yeah, yeah I would say it's definitely always perfect. Um, there's always to improve communication with your spouse. Yeah. Uh, and I will continue to grow in that and continue <laughs> to learn. Uh, but, but with that, I would say allowing just like with friends, you allow that, like that room, that margin for grace, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. you know what, like they thinking 
thinking the best of that other person that you married, I think is really important and saying like, oh, wow, they left something on the ground, a towel, or they left their coffee cup sitting there and like, they don't know it's there. You know, little things that you're like, I don't understand, but just giving them that room to, okay, like it's, they didn't do it intentionally to hurt me, or maybe I'm just a neat freak or, you know, like I'm just overthinking this, but giving them that room to, um, yeah, that grace in order to, you know what, it's okay. Like we can, we can work through this. We can have conversations about this if it's really something that bothers me. Um, and those conversations aren't always like rainbows and flowers, right? They're like sometimes really great conversations and just being real with one another and expressing how you feel with that other person is, I think is really, really valuable. So. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that idea of assuming the best. That's really powerful. Darcy, what, uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the same thing of just, right. Having, having those conversations and being open, like, uh, to be like receiving to that as well. Like I know there's been times when Cody has approached me with something and I'm like, maybe, you know, thrown off guard or I'm just like, Oh, he's saying this because of this reason. Right. And not thinking the best of him in that moment um, mm-hmm. and not giving him that room. And it's like, I'm, I've learned um, and I'm still learning what that looks like in those moments of, okay, this is important to Cody right now. I, you know, he, you know, in my mind, God comes first and then comes Cody, right? My spouse comes, comes next. And so I need to like really give him my full attention in this moment because this is important to him. And so how can I then continuously learn? And I know I fail in multiple ways, but you know, giving him that space and that margin that he needs to process it and then to like meet him where he's at. Right. Um, and, and I know we'll talk about this too. And then having kids, it, there's like, that just throws everything <laughs> off and like a new loop. It's like, Oh, hello. Now the toddlers are also trying to have this conversation. And it's like, what are you? So overstimulates a real thing. And so, yeah, it's just, but it's, it's good. I see a lot of growth in me from that. Mm-hmm. Was there any advice you guys got that, and the answer could be no, and we could add this chunk out, <laughs> but was there any advice you guys got that you were like, you know what? I don't know if that applies for us, or I don't know if that was actually like the most helpful thing, or maybe that's something that um, like isn't actually great advice. Yeah. Can I actually say this? And I don't know how other people will feel. And this is just my thought process is the advice. Oh, okay. Bear with me. Here we go. To not go to bed angry with your spouse. That truthfully has happened more than once in in my life, in my marriage, that it has, it's been interesting, right? I've gone to bed angry with my spouse before. Maybe it's because he's gone to bed before me or I go to bed before, you know, before him, whatever that looks like. Um, but I, I definitely have done that. And I think I always feel guilty in that time where I'm like angry and I'm falling asleep. And, but what I've come to learn, you know, cause I feel guilty. Cause that was the advice that I was given of like, don't, don't do that. Um, but what I've learned is to really pray through that. And because ultimately for me, Jesus is my, is my savior. He is my Lord. He is the one that gives me full satisfaction that when I am angry with my spouse, that I'm able to go to him, to run to Jesus and be like, okay, this is what's happening. These are my thoughts and my feelings. I need to pray through this and work through this with you, Jesus. And then I have done this before where I've worked, you know, woken up in the morning 
And either that morning or that evening, whenever we have time is to really process through that with Cody, um, where I'm like, Hey, I was angry and this is why, um, because one, I was able to pray through it and also, you know, gave some time to think. And so, um, I think that was some advice that I don't necessarily take. I see where it's so beneficial. And at the same time, I don't know, I've, I've learned elsewhere. Otherwise. I'm super curious. Cause, cause remember, there may be people listening that the concept of like praying through something is just like, like what, like, what does that even mean? So what does it look like for you to like, say this example, like you're angry at Cody because he left the dish on the counter. I don't know what exactly the thing is. Right. But, but, uh, but you're still angry at Cody. How do you pray through that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that example, it'd be just like, I would be laying in my bed and just like open my heart and my mind up to having a conversation to Jesus and to say what I'm feeling in that moment of Jesus, I am angry. Cody left a dish on the counter when I asked him not to, and I'm angry and this is how I feel. But God, I know that you are here, that you're listening to me, that you care about my feelings in this moment and that you love Cody more than I do. And you are cheering for our marriage more than I am, more than Cody is, more than anybody else is, that you want us to you know, be married and to be successful in our marriage, whatever that might look like, right? And so, God, I know that I'm angry, but you are king and I need, I need you in this moment, right? And so kind of talking to him and working through my heart, you know, the feelings and the emotions that I'm having. Um, and then understanding that God loves me and loves Cody so much that he wants, he wants the best for us always. That just sounds like a, such a grounding thing, you know, like a recentering a, like, I don't know about, I'm, I'm sure you guys experience this, but when there's anger, when there's hard feelings, like it's so hard to take yourself out of that and have like, uh, like I said, like a grounding moment. And that sounds like a, a very powerful way to experience that and kind of recenter and, and shift your perspective and to really God's view of the situation. Yeah, Cody, any any thoughts on the bad advice or what uh, Darcy shared? Oh, man, I try not to remember bad advice. Um, <laughs> that being said, I would say, uh, just going off of Darcy, uh, just recognizing what what your spouse appreciates um, hmm. in regards to like how Darcy communicates and how I communicate can look very differently. And understanding and talking through like, okay, how do you feel loved? Like, or how, uh, like in, in, in this situation, like what would be better to do? Right. Cause you yeah. got frustrated with that. Like, okay. What would you prefer instead? Or even bringing up, okay. Like when you do something wrong or like, how should I respond? How should I bring it up to you? Because sometimes you get really defensive, like when someone calls you out on something, right? And you're like, this is just what I do. You know, this is just me. Like, why are you, you feel like it's a personal attack sometimes. And a lot of times it's just like that one behavior that you did that they're like, well, why, why do you have to do it this way? And just understanding how you communicate with, with your spouse about things that frustrate them as well because yeah you don't want to always feel like you're on your heels and and 
if your spouse allows you to have that freedom to communicate like, Hey, this is, this is how you can bring up. If you're mad at me about something, bring it up this way. Cause I won't get as defensive and I'll know you just are trying like have my best intention at heart. So I feel like you have to have such a, your mindset really does have to be on what's best for our marriage in that moment. Right. Because it's like, sometimes I know it's like, well, maybe you don't want to communicate it that way or, or whatever, but it's like what you really want most is to have a healthy marriage and to love your partner well, you know? And so I think that is such good advice of like, almost like learning how to communicate better in the language that the other person understands. That's, that's really mm-hmm. good. That's really good. Okay. So now I have to ask because there's a little kiddo that is just, just, just wants, just wants a microphone, you know, like I, I can, I can understand that. <laughs> Um, in fact, I respect that. That That's nice. We can, we can help her out. Uh, so obviously two, two kids enter the picture. Okay. How has that changed the dynamic of your marriage? Yeah, I think, I mean, in so many ways and the one way that I, I, I guess I was processing this before we had this conversation is. I guess I didn't really realize how our marriage would look so different in so many different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I mean, one of the things that Cody and I did also go through is after we got married immediately, Cody started grad school. And so he was in grad school for three, three and a half years. And so like our marriage looked very different then. And then right after grad school, we had our first kiddo. And having a first kiddo was, it was challenging. We had some like family trauma that happened as well. And so it was just like, there's a lot of challenges that we went through with that. And then we were able to, um, like move, change jobs a couple of times, figure all this stuff out, have a second kid. And just all throughout that, it's just been change and transition and growth. Right. Um, but man, our marriage has looked different in all of those seasons. Um, and I think right now, as much as we've gone through so much, this is probably one of the hardest seasons I think we've been in. Um, we just started our own small business as well. Um, and so it's been really awesome in so many different ways, but yeah, having, you know, a, like recognizing what our marriage looks like right now in this season, it's kind of been like, wow, I see you maybe for like an hour and a half just the two of us, you know, because otherwise we have the kids constantly, um, or work or whatever it looks like. And so there's been a lot of change and change in transition. I think that's happened. Yeah. One thing I like to tell, uh, new couples that are like pregnant or like wanting to have a, a kiddo. It's like, I remember when Darcy and I just, what we really love to do when we were dating, we'd love to go for walks mm-hmm. and I never thought about it at all. Like I just took it for granted. And I, we went for walks and we talked and it was like in the evening, like before bed, after supper. And then you have your first kiddo. And I was like, man, we can't just leave them. Like sleeping upstairs. <laughs> good, for job, a walk. good job. Good job. Passed your first test. Yeah. But no, it, it was just shocker. I was like, well, I can't do this very simple thing in mm-hmm. anymore. And it just changed. And it's such a little thing, but it had a huge impact on me. And I didn't even, didn't even think about it. Right. You're like excited for this kiddo, but really they are, they're your responsibility now. And, uh, yeah, they take a lot of your time and just 
one-on-one time literacy now looks it's just so much more valuable almost because we don't have that usually so yeah is there any do you have to like is there any like bitterness that can come with that like is there any moments of like having to be like i don't know grieving what's like change or things like that yeah that's a that's a really good question because yes (laughs) like i think what we're learning is of course our our we're so grateful and blessed that we can, you know, that we have been able to expand our family and we love, uh, love our children so much. Um, and it's, it's hard. Like there's a lot of hard, like hardship that we experience within parenting. And then also when we really look at our marriage, our marriage, a lot of it is about parenting and the children right now. And it's like, we've, there's been a couple times where we really have needed to step back and step out of what our lives are right now and kind of like reflect and remember and be like, okay, this is who you are. This is who I am. And you know, how are you, you know, not how are the kids, you know, how are you? And so that has been um, definitely a a big way that we've been changing in our conversations Um, and just recognizing again, like, yeah, what that, kind of looks like in this young, you know, we have young children. So that's like our young children season. How do you, how do you do that? Is that, uh, taking a moment and like setting aside special date nights? Is that carving out like a certain time of day? Like how do you create space for those things? Yeah, I would say this is something that is brought up just this year again, just because mm-hmm. of all the transition that Dar- Darcy uh, spoke on earlier like starting a new business. It's just been like a whirlwind for us. Uh, and with that, I love kids. Like I've always loved kids. I've always desired to be a father before I almost desired to be a husband. I was like, I just want to have kids so bad. Um, and now that I have these adorable two little girls, I had a tendency to come home and just, you had this kind of like parent guilt. You're just like, I just want to be with them and I'm at work and I'm like, okay, go home, spend time with the kids before bed. Cause they go to bed, you know, like they go to bed. Hopefully. I mean, right now, maybe not so much, but <laughs> they go to bed at a certain time. Yeah. Unless there's and an interview going on, right? Yeah. That time with them. And so I fell into this, this pattern of focusing on my, my two daughters before my wife. And I saw how that was taxing on her and I've been changing my habits recently to the first thing I do when I get home and open the door to go to my wife and talk to her and give her a kiss and ask her about her day because uh, she is still my priority, right? My kids, I love them dearly, but my wife is still my priority. Um, Mm. And I think that was something huge that I just started implementing and I have really enjoyed that so far. Was that something that you just noticed on your own or was that something that you guys had like a conversation about to like recognize? Yeah, we definitely had a conversation about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, my wife currently is a stay-at-home mom, and she's with the girls all the time, and she is exhausted a lot of times. And so it was something that Darcy brought up to me, and she's like, you know what? Like, I just I feel like we're not connecting as much, and like I see you're a great father, and you're doing all these things wonderfully, but I just feel like we're losing something. And I recognized it, and I actually talked to some – some guys in a group I'm in and they gave me that advice and it was, it was great advice. I really appreciate them sharing. And that's something that I really want to advocate for is like being in different 
groups and studies and things that you can have people sharpen you in different seasons of their life. They've experienced things that you just haven't. And being part of a community of a group that you can just be honest and authentic with, and they can share sometimes good, sometimes bad, like sometimes they just give a lot of advice, but a lot of times you get nuggets of wisdom that you'll just hold on to for the rest of your life. And then hopefully you're, you can share that and bless someone uh, with that advice later. You just encapsulated such a powerful process, you know, just like it, in your as marriage, like that process, so powerful, the ability to like verbalize and like actually talk through something when something's bothering, when bothering you. And then taking that moment and being like, okay, what changes can I make? Not from like a, what have I done wrong? Or how do I fall short? But like, hey, what can I do to really help this be different and help us grow together? And vetting it through like friends and people you trust. Man, wow. What? Wow. That's that's it. That's all I got. That's that's my great podcasting skills. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It was six years. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. Wow. Oh. No, it's a process. And it's yeah. that's something that's it's totally true. It's a continued process. We'll continue to have seasons of life that are probably harder than this one and different seasons will come up and knowing that your relationship's going to look different in seasons, but allowing you to have this foundation, like where our foundation lies is like on our faith and on Jesus and that relationship that we have knowing that he loves us more than we love each other, which is mind blowing. Right. When you have, especially when you're early on in marriage, you're like, this person is amazing. And then you have kids and you're like, these kids are just incredible. Like, I don't know how I could love anything else um, as much as these kids. And like, God loves us more than all those things. And having that as your foundation is so powerful. And then through that, like, that's our foundation. That's how we can show love to each other. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's pivotal. Boom. Okay. So my final, yeah, boom, brain explosion. My final question for you guys. I, so I'm sure, you know, I sent all these questions. I asked you if you guys wanted to be part of the interview. Um, I'm sure you guys chatted with it. Is there anything that like you were both hoping to share in those conversations that you'd love to share now that I, I maybe I haven't thought of to ask, but. Yeah, I'd say one thing that I, a lot of younger guys who are either getting married or um, early on and well, probably before marriage. They, they ask about like, okay, what should I expect? Like things like that. Um, a lot of times what I tell them is you don't realize how selfish you are until you're like finally married. Uh, and <laughs> even when you're dating, you feel like you're being so selfless, right? You're like, man, I'm doing all these crazy things for this person who I really enjoy. And I'm doing all these extra works and like showing all this like love to this person and I'm being like sacrificial. Right. And really like all those things are great and they, they might be sacrificial and they might be just incredible things, but they're all like on your own time. And like, you know, like they're very <laughs> different. Than, now that I'm married, I'm with this person 24 seven. Like they see me when I'm at my worst, you know, like they, like I see them when they're just in a bad mood and like, but you realize in those moments, like, man, I am so selfish. <laughs> like, and it just, it's something that you don't realize until you're in this, in this situation where you're with that person a hundred percent of the time, like doing life with them. And you're like, 
really the whole time I just wanted what I want. Um, and I think it hits like double time when you have kids, you're like, wow. Like we thought we were, we like got a, a test of humility when we got married. Like, man, now we have kids and we realize like we don't even have any hobbies anymore. No, <laughs> no, but really like you realize like you're another level of like, wow, I was just like really selfish and, and, and now I can experience this like selflessness and humility and not that you can't like before you're married, but it's just a lot different. It just feels like you're like, wow, this is, this is something like I have this other person is in my life hundred percent. Like, like we're in this game together now. It's not just me. So yeah, it's, that's something that really hit me specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going with that, I think for me, one of the things like I mentioned of like those transitions that we've been through, those seasons that we've been through. Um, I think something that I have reflected on every, like every single season is I look at Cody and I am so thankful that I married him. And we say this oftentimes we're, we're like hug each other and we're like, ah, this is so hard, but I don't want to be doing with anybody else like I want to be doing this with you um even though like this is it we're just going through the muck you know it's just Mm. been so tough um whatever that might look like it's just so good to look at him and be like nope I see that God put Cody in my life that that you know we're we're married and like I said God is cheering for our marriage always and I see how God is using Cody in my life in so many different ways. And I'm just like, so thankful that I'm just doing all of this hard things, you know, all these hard things and all these good things with him. That's such really good stuff. Thank you guys. Thank you both so much for, for sharing with me, for sharing with everybody listening. And I, man, I could, I feel like I could talk to you guys about this for a long time, but uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go with your kiddo. And thank you so much for, for sharing with us. John, we're honored. Thank you so much for asking us to be a part of the podcast. You're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, John. Well, that was my conversation with Darcy and Cody. And I really want to thank them for being willing to share and be honest and open about what they've learned in marriage and what that journey has been like. I think they offer a super helpful perspective of understanding the different transitions that happen in marriage and how valuable it is to get wisdom from couples in that stage that you're about to head into. I also love the conversation about being willing to grow and listen to your partner and having close friends in your life that can help support your marriage by helping you grow and process the conversations that you have with them when they share those things to help you grow. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast and make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.